0: Hello, welcome to Past Level 50. I'm Mel, the podcaster. Today I want to talk about toxic environments. I have heard stories of women. I'm going to just stay with women because I have not heard men's stories, but these were experiences that I was, I've listened to and then I stepped back and I am in utter disbelief. Well, today I ran into someone that I worked with who made my environment unbearable. Without naming the school, the person, or the situation, because I don't want attention called to this person in case she does listen to me. <laughs> which I doubt, but somebody might know her. But this woman was someone who was in charge of a certain type of teacher. And I came to work after being out for eight years, taking care of my own children. But when I came back, I was in a totally different district, teaching a totally different grade level. So at first, this woman seemed helpful. She would come by to my classroom, see if I needed anything. And at first, I thought, wow, she's being so helpful. She's always here. And then after about four visits, then she came in and would hand me an observation uh, copy of what she had recorded uh in writing, so I have a stack of i'm gonna say about thirty different times she came over and left me the observation form. It's like a carbon copy. This was nineties, so you know it wasn't an email, so I just thought, okay. There's a point where you get past that. You're not helpful anymore. You're just making things unbearable. And she was there two to four times a week. Mind you, I was only teaching half a day. Yeah, I was only teaching half a day and she was there all the time. None of these reports were negative negative. I think it was always a a visit to see if she could catch me doing something. I'm sorry, I had twenty five students. I had a teacher aid. Come on, it was pre k it was it's like let me work that's I was there to do a job and i was go- I was doing it so after two years of being in this district, I decided I wanted a full-time position or two half-times because I had the time. My children were in school and I was ready for that. So I approached her and I thought, well, hell, she's in my room all the time. Let me talk to her and I, I asked her after one of her visits, I said, hey, do you think that we can uh, set up an appointment to talk? And she's like, "You know, no, just tell me now. Okay, so I, I asked her, I said, do you see anywhere where um, we could talk about me taking two halftime positions? She's like, we'll talk about it later. So, okay, so there was a... A meeting of the teachers once in a while. I think it was every two, three months. And I went to this one and I was thinking, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do my little training and then I'll talk to her and maybe she'll be more, you know, readily able to talk. So I asked her again I said, Do you see in the future with the growth of our district? that maybe there are two halftime positions. And she said, you should be happy with what you have and don't count on it. Yeah, don't count on it. So to me, that meant, no, just say no. We, you know, or, I mean, I already knew she didn't like me, but come on, there's no, you don't have to like me for me to work there. We we don't have to be friends. You don't have to like what I wear. It's not, I wasn't there to make friends. I was there to work. And I was hoping that she was professional enough to work too. So I left the district. I went, I applied at a nearby school district who had two half-time positions available to you know, one person. And I, I took them. I worked in this district for the next 16 years of my career. So I always knew this woman and I were not friends. I would occasionally see her on Facebook with people you may know. And I would just move on. I would, you know, I've I've seen her occasionally at places, but not where we've locked eyes, and were forced to talk. Never. Until today. Yes. Today, if you know me, you know where I was today. Well, I finished line dancing, and I visited with some friends, and then I did a little bit of weightlifting, and I stuck around a little bit more, and a group came to do some performance for the place where I like to go well there was a table where we were told that we could go and sign up um, and do a guess of some game I was like so I looked in this direction and there she was there was no doubt it was her I I couldn't believe it because I was at the table 10 minutes before this incident happened and a friend of mine at the table asked me a question about my experience when I had taught at this district because she worked in the district also. Well, I told her why I left and I mentioned this person and then I saw her 10 minutes later. I was, like, it ha, that had never happened to me before. So I I was at the table. I was going to, to do this little game thing that they were doing. And I walked away. I sat down and I walked away. And my friend asked me, why didn't you go to the table? And I said, you know who I was just talking about? That's her. That's her. She was... She couldn't believe it. She was like, no way. I'm like, yes, that person I was just talking about is right there. She said, did you talk to her? I said, no, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and do nicety games because of norms of of what we should do. I am so out of shoulds in my life that I sat down and the performance began. I couldn't even focus on the performance. I felt like it was 10, oh no, 20 years ago. I had that same feeling when, as she would walk into my room. And I told my friend, um, I do wanna stay, but I can't. I don't wanna be in the same room as her. She gives me these feelings of, like like I wasn't even nervous, I was anxious. And when I'm anxious, I my stomach hurts. I recognize it, my stomach starts to hurt and I cannot focus. I am like, I want to leave. That whole fight, flight, freeze, or fawn kicks in. And so I sat there and I thought, okay, I froze when I saw her. I froze, came back to the table and froze. I don't want to fight. <laughs> There's nothing to fight about. This is, this is all me. I thought, I am not going to run, but I'm going to leave. So, I gathered my things, and after a little part of the performance, there was a little lull, I walked out of that area. I didn't make eye contact with her. I didn't have my head down either, but I walked out, and I saw my friend who was at the other end of the hallway, and she was just standing there. And I was, I felt so blessed that she was standing where she was because she was like, I don't know, like a whole, like two rooms far away from me, but she was just standing there. And I was so grateful that she was standing where she was and she looked right at me And I almost felt this magnet feeling like like she, I almost felt from her like, come on, come on. And I did. I felt like a little puppy like walking towards her. And I hugged her. I hugged her and I asked her, what are you still doing here? She says, I'm still waiting for my husband. He's over there talking to somebody. And I was so happy that That timing of him talking to his friend around the corner and her standing there, I feel that she saved me from running. I was able to focus on her and know that I could hug her. And she wouldn't even question why I was hugging her. I almost cried. So we talked a little bit about, I don't know, what were we talking Oh, we were talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I was able to focus on the conversation. And then we talked to one of the directors there. And I felt normal. I felt like, okay, I'm talking. I'm paying attention. My anxiety is gone. It's gone. So I... I said goodbye because I left, you know, I left from there and I drove home and I felt grateful that I left. I'm, I'm so happy that I did not sit there and fake a happy conversation with her. I didn't want to do it and I didn't do it. She and I made eye contact when I first approached that table and I looked away like, I don't know you. And I hope that that's what she, she probably thinks, oh, she doesn't recognize me. Yes, I recognized you. And no, I didn't want to talk to you. I don't have to. So if she thinks I'm mean, if she thinks I'm a bitch, if she thinks that I'm, that it was uncalled for, for me to leave and not talk to her, that's fine. That's her perspective. My perspective was one of anxiety, and I just couldn't do it anymore. And that toxic story, and because it was, a, it's it's a story for you all, to, for me to share with you, it's I feel so much better talking about it because I have talked about the situation to a few people in in the educational area, and I have shown several people the pack of evaluations that she left for me. I stapled them together and made them into a book and uh and if I trusted someone enough to to read them. I showed them off and they were in utter disbelief of the dates because girl, I have them in order. Yes. Yeah. I feel that she harassed me professionally for, for her whatever reasons it was. I don't know what it was because I know I was a good teacher. I know I was. I had already come out of teaching third grade, fifth grade, um, third grade again, a fourth, fifth split, fifth grade. I had taught all of these grades and then I had my children and I came back and I taught lower grades. Now, if she would have had a problem like with my teaching or inability to teach or whatever she felt that I had, she should have said, this is why I'm here and we're going to work on this. Never was that ever discussed. I don't know if she did this to other people. I don't know. But I know now, today, I am not afraid of her And I know that I never have to ever talk to her. And I don't care. She can think what she wants. But I'll never be forced to sit there and say hello and talk about, hi, how you doing? No, no, no. And I hope that if you... Had any experience with a toxic manager or condescending, you know, higher ups that you have found your way out, you have dealt with it, and hopefully you never have to run into them. I've been lucky not to run into any exes, and I've been lucky not to run into her. But today was the day. And I think I'm home. I think I'm good. And I, I had to come and sit and talk to you about it. So if you are in a toxic environment and you can't get out, find a way to emotionally get through it until you can deal with a different environment. I leave you with that. And whatever you're doing, you know, just take care of yourself along the way. Remember, no one's going to come and save you. You have to save yourself. Leave you with that. See you soon. Bye.